Hello and welcome to New Mexicastaways, the enchanting audio companion to New Mexicast, which is my longtime video podcast, TV show, and general place where I share my independent video work. I am Rosalinda Roman and I live on a 45-foot sailing catamaran. It's a Lagoon 450. And right now I'm in the guest bedroom. It's about 5.45 in the morning and uh, we're rocking. We're in Georgetown Harbor. It's actually called Elizabeth Harbor, I think, in Georgetown, Bahamas, in the Exumas. And it happens to be regatta week here, which apparently is a majorly big deal and happens only once a year. But my family and I came down here really by accident, ended up here this week. We had met some other kids boats, boats with kids on them, because we live aboard with three kids. And the number one priority is to find other kids because it's sometimes very few and far between. So there was another, there were two other boats, actually three boats with kids that we really liked that were coming to Georgetown. So we decided to come to Georgetown as well. And then two of the three boats left the next morning. So that was very sad. But we are here for almost a month because my husband is flying out tomorrow to head to New Jersey on a last minute business trip. That's why we weren't able to go with the boats that we really had hoped to sail with because he had to go back and he's living basically two lives or really three or four if you count the number of jobs he's working right now, but he hasn't like told his company that he's doing this. So he works remotely and they think he's still in Florida. So that becomes a challenge for us logistically because he has to get to Florida whenever they, you know, say boo. And so he is flying on our dime to Florida to to catch a flight up to New Jersey. And normally when he leaves us, uh, we've always been at a marina. The kids and I stay at a marina and we have the dog, a German Shepherd, who keeps an eye on us and usually other boats nearby keeping an eye on us just in case something happens because if you know anything about boats something always seems to happen. (laughs) So, But this time we are actually on the hook as they say. We are at anchor in the middle of the harbor and uh, that's why we're rocking and rolling right now because it's got kind of a front that moved in which is actually why the two boats left when they did, because during this time, winds are not favorable for doing that. There should be good winds for a regatta, I think, because there's quite a blow going on right now, and hopefully that will make for fun races for the boaters, which we are going to have to go explore and figure out what we're doing, because we don't know this area at all. And while they have this really cool thing called the cruiser's net, in the mornings where they tell you about what's going on around town, they actually, there's kind of this assumption that everybody knows what's going on. And it's, it's not really that kid friendly. A lot of drinking, obviously, all the time. Everybody's basically just walking around. As soon as the bar opens, everybody's got a drink in hand. Which, you know, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that, except that it would be nice if there was also kind of a a kid regatta going on at the same time, because we would love to connect with other boaters with kids. So we call them on the radio and try to, you know, arrange something. But if there were coordinated activities, it would make it a lot easier to connect. And they were talking on the net about volleyball and um, 
there's a beach here called Volleyball Beach, and they call it the Chat and Chill, where everybody just goes and hangs out. And we were really excited to hear there are volleyball courts because our middle daughter, Ziva, right before we left Florida, she was training with uh, two professional volleyball coaches, or three, actually, at times. And she was very... She was getting very good, and so she was very excited to hear that they had these volleyball regulation tournament and a fun tournament. And so she signed up over the net. You call and say your boat name, and then you sign up to join these different activities. Well, when we got there, they said, oh, I'm sorry, you have to be 15 or older, which ironically, once we started watching them, because we were there already, we realized she is better than all of them. So it's really sad that they didn't make an exception based on her skill level and didn't let her play. So, sorry, I got to drink some water. So I'm going to pause for a second because my voice is gravelly. All right, I'm back. Not much better, but I don't know what I can do about that because I'm not used to talking this early in the morning. That's part of why I get up so early because everybody's asleep and I don't have to talk to anyone. But I do like talking to you guys, so I'll just keep talking. Anyway, so the volleyball thing, it was very disappointing, but my husband, Nathan, and Ziva played about four games with one of the groups that wasn't doing the official skills assessment. There was like another court where they were just playing for fun, but they were closer, I guess they were the regulation people, and she she played with them and played better than all of them. So it makes me think I really want to see about trying to fly our coaches in somehow to maybe do a clinic here uh, while we actually have volleyball nets available. We've been looking everywhere, and there are not, no uh, nets anywhere. We haven't seen it on most islands, I guess because of the winds. This area is very protected, so there's a lot of, there's, I guess, one, two, I want to say there's three courts. And then they said that the kids had to play on the kid court, and I thought it would, you know, be nearby. It's just a broken down net strung across, like, like bushes on the ground, not at all a court. And so poor Ziva, she, you know, she carries her own volleyball with her everywhere we go. And, and again, she's quite good. So we as a family took lessons together once she started getting interested in the sport, just so we could kind of bat around the ball with her because I guess, you know, she, not having anyone to play with, it's got to be hard. So there's a lot of things about the boat life that can be challenging. And that's just one layer of it dealing with the kids stuff and trying to find appropriate activities and keeping them safe, obviously, number one priority, and finding other boats with kids that um, want to hang out. So that's a big challenge for us. Some, you know, maybe not so much for everybody because not everyone is as social, but when the two boats, their names are Baila and Nomad, left or leaving, because we, we arrived in Georgetown, I think it was Friday, and we actually beelined here from Staniel Key. We were going to stop with all the little places along the way, and we decided not to, to just come straight down so we could see the, the boats that we had been so looking forward to. We actually met them independently, and they connected on the way down from Nassau. 
And so we were so excited that they were together and we were going to hang out with them. And then they left the next morning because they were getting tired of all the activities and all the people. And so they were going to a remote island and we would have gone with them. But it was coincidentally, my husband announced that he had a last minute trip. And so uh, $1,500 later and giving up the dream of sailing with our two uh, favorite boats, we are sitting here at anchor in Georgetown Harbor. So I know I sound a little bitter, don't I? When they left, um, we had a boat full of crying kids. Ziva was just sobbing, crying herself to sleep because she had been waiting a couple weeks to see them, these kids. One of the boats has three, they both have three kids on board and one has three girls around 12, 11, and six, which our kids are 12, 10, and six. So it was really good ages, and they're delightful kids, just like the other boat, a little younger than ours, but still very sweet. And uh, we were really looking forward to speaking with them because the kids speak French and Hebrew. And my, my kids, as soon as we met Nomad, which is a boat that speaks the other languages, once we got to Nassau, the kids started doing language lessons, like fiendishly doing them, like just really took a lot of time every day learning, uh, Ziva's learning French and Nahava's learning Hebrew. So they were so excited to be able to practice with this other boat and just hear the language spoken at least. And I really liked both moms on both boats. And Nathan actually got along with the dads. So we were very excited. And then once we got down and they left, it was very tearful. So that's one layer of, of things you deal with on the boat is just, you know, the interpersonal relationships, the results of, you know, the coming and going and leaving, a lot of leaving of boats. Most boats don't go in like a flotilla or sail together or cruise together. You just hope to find boats that you see again and again along the way, which we haven't had that experience yet, but that's something we're going to keep an eye out for whenever there's an opportunity. So the other thing is, the other another layer of things that we deal with is things breaking or things happening, things shifting and changing and not ever really having 100% security. I mean, nobody has 100% security, but usually when you're in a house, if something breaks, it can be fixed tomorrow or it can be you know, dealt with later. Um, that's not often the case. When you're living on a boat, it has to be fixed now, 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 which is another reason why when we got here to Georgetown, there were some regatta activities going on. There was a variety show and we were excited to go see it with the kid boats that we were talking about. And on the way here from Staniel Key, one of our engines stopped working. And so when we got here, instead of going to spend the day with the friends, we had to spend the day sitting on the boat waiting while Nathan tried to troubleshoot and figure out what was wrong with our engine. And the good thing about being here instead of a remote island is and this is a remote island, but there's lots of people and other cruisers on this island where they come for the winter and particularly this week are here for the regatta. But you call out on the net and say that you would like to, you know, they have a, every morning they share like different tips and things that are going on. And then they have a call for help or questions and you can get on there and ask for help. And so we did that. And so we asked for help. Sorry, I'm trying to do a little bit of work while I talk and it's impossible. I can't function when I'm uh, speaking. 
Anyway, so we put a call out for engine help, and right away two guys contacted Nathan and came over to the boat, and one brought tools, and the other worked with Nathan for a few hours. So that was way generous and very kind that he helped, and that was Stephen from Turning Point, I believe was the boat name. And they troubleshooted and figured out what was going on with the engine, so that was great. Um, sorry, it's early. So what I was going to say, one of the reasons I wanted to record this, is that I am quite nervous about being left on the hook by myself with three kids and a dog. <laughs> um, usually, like I said, we go to a marina, and this is the first time that I'm going to be here like this. And last night, we were falling asleep, and all of a sudden we heard, the thump, the thump. And Nate's like, what was that? I'm like, I don't know. So we ran out. And I had my just my robe on, and it was uh, the dinghy, the rope that held the dinghy up onto the, um, I think it's called a davit, but I could be wrong, onto the little thing that you lift the dinghy out of the water on. The rope broke, and the dinghy was hanging like halfway upside down. The gas tank had fallen out and fallen into the water, and I'm like hanging onto the side of the boat trying to reach this swinging dinghy because the the waves are pretty strong and so it was swinging here and there and I'm trying to grab it and get the gas tank back into the dinghy and Nathan had righted the dinghy by then but um, trying to get there and get the gas tank and not break the rope further and I managed to do it but it may have been impossible if it was just me here without um, Nathan so yeah that that's a little scary. And I just worry because what happens when you're anchoring is oftentimes anchors drag and you, you know, you have to reset them. And with all these boats in the harbor, I would be afraid that I would be, you know, running into somebody or having a real problem. But everybody here reassures me that this is a great place to be on the hook because there's so many people here to help and not to worry that I will be fine. So I'm trying to be confident. The other issue is I'm going to have to run the dinghy because when you live on a boat, instead of a car, you have a dinghy to get to and from the shore and get around and connect with other people. Oh, sorry, I am yawning today. Anyway, so your dinghy is your car and that's how you get around and I have a real hard time starting this dinghy that it's not a quick start like where you just flip a switch you have to like really pull on this start cord or I don't know what you call it but this cord and you pull and you yank and you pull and yank and then eventually it starts <laughs> hopefully a lot of times I haven't been able to get it to start so I'm just gonna be confident that I'll be able to do it and if worse comes to worse I'll use my crystal kayak and just <laughs> paddle around in that because the chat and chilled beach where people congregate the volleyball beach I can paddle there I paddled there yesterday with Samuel in the kayak with me and I don't think I could fit the dog and the kids but I could fit at least the kids with me in the, the kayak I've done it before or at least two of them I have I don't know if I've done all three anyway but uh, hopefully it won't come to that and I'll be able to just take the dinghy to and from shore and we won't drag <sighs> and we're gonna be fine all right, I'm going to go get some work done and reset my yawnometer and try not to be yawning when I come back. So yeah, I'm going to take a break and I will be back once I've gotten a little bit of work done this morning. Okay, I'm back and it's actually the next day because um, after I finished 
recording and took that break, my family woke up. And then that's when my work stops. The way it works is I get up before sunrise so I can get my work done. And then uh, I have it so that the kids are not allowed to come. The, the rule is they don't come in wherever mom is until 7 o'clock. Because I wake up at 5, that gives me two hours to work. I'm trying to get in that habit. And then I try to, you know, maybe I'll squeeze a few things in here and there. But mostly that's when I'm able to get anything real done. Today is going to be different. It's 6.15, and I wanted to fill you in on all the exciting things that happened yesterday and give you a little preview of the exciting thing that's going to happen today. So after I stopped that recording, I, uh, I was helping Nathan. I had some video I shot of generator maintenance. He needed to look at that to see if it was something that he could do or if he wanted to hire someone to fix the generator. But he left yesterday, so it, we watched the video, but he, he didn't have time to fix the generator. But everybody kind of hung out here in guest room with Nathan, you know, a little bit of snuggle time before he left. And then we left and went to town to take him over to the ride share that we had arranged on the uh, net, the cruiser's net, for a, a ride share to the airport. And so you, we met up with the people he was going to ride with. So Nathan drove the dinghy on the way to town. And you drive the dinghy from your boat over to uh, most places that are cruiser-friendly have dinghy docks. Some are much better maintained than others. This one is very busy, but a bit rickety, surprisingly. Not, not in as good a shape as you would think for a real very busy cruising community. I don't know if I mentioned already, but there are 307 boats here for this regatta right now. So that's, you know, that's a lot of cruisers. It obviously brings a lot of dollars to the community, the stores and restaurants. Um, anyway, so you drive over to the dinghy dock and it's fine. I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. You know, you have to be careful. Probably the kids, if they walked barefoot, would end up with splinters. But anyway, I digress. We came over to the dinghy dock got Nathan to, um, we were on our way to getting him to the taxi share rendezvous place, and we saw the local school, Georgetown Primary School. And when we were in Hopetown, when my daughters were two and four, when we were in the Abacos, we, uh, Ahava went to the little primary school there. They were very welcoming, it was Hopetown Primary School. And they have, they just loved it. They, the kids really welcomed, everybody welcomed us, but it was, it was just a really great way for us to get to know the community and to, to not feel like total outsiders for the time that we were there. Now, we were there for five months and we are now hopefully not going to be here for five months, but, um, well, I don't know. I mean, right now plan is to be here for three months. Anyway, so we said, well, why don't we just go in and see you know, if they take transients, that's what they call us, cruisers or transients, and just check it out. Because we had actually done the same thing when we went to Staniel Key. We went to the local primary school just to look at it and to meet some other kids, because that's obviously a big priority, as I mentioned. We, you know, we meet boating kids, but why not meet local kids, right? So that would be not better, but just different. Both of them are great. Boating kids... You learn a lot, a lot more. Um, there's a lot of independence with boating kids or self-reliance, I guess is maybe a better word. 
anyway, so, and, but then obviously the, the culture and, and just local knowledge from the local kids. So we went to the primary school, all of this to say that. We went over there and peeked in one of the classrooms. They were clearly in the middle of class, and so we just kind of peeked in. The, the, there was no doorknob, so I just kind of looked in, and the teacher was actively teaching, so I didn't want to interrupt. And it wasn't obvious where there was a, an office. And so we were walking away, and then whoever was in that classroom had seen us and came out and pointed us in the direction of the office. So we went over to the office, and there were four women there. They immediately, one was the principal, Miss Smith, Laura Smith. So we met her and three other teachers, and I remember Miss Benneby, Mrs. Ferguson, the third one slips my mind. But anyway, they couldn't have been nicer couldn't have been more welcoming. And immediately we're like, yep, you'd be welcome to come to the school, absolutely. You know, you can start as soon as you'd like. And we were, I think, a little taken aback because we were really not planning that at all. Maybe none of us were thinking we were going to start school tomorrow. But guess what? My kids are starting school at Georgetown Primary School tomorrow. They were just right away very welcoming. I said, okay, well, we'll come back tomorrow because we were, we were on the way to the, the cab. And so I said, we'll come back tomorrow and, and then go from there. Well, after we met the cab and said goodbye to Nathan, we started walking back in that direction. And I said, you know, let's just see about, like, if we did this, would, we, would they have uniforms? Because the kids at the primary school wear uniforms. You know, so let's see if we can just find out about that. And sure enough, they said, yeah, we don't have the regular uniforms, but we, but we have a PE uniform, which is you know, what the kids would wear for physical education. And we have enough that we can sell them to you for your kids. So we then and there bought three Georgetown Primary School uniforms. And uh, the kids, they've gone through this roller coaster ever since. Excited and wanting to do it to sheer terror and not wanting to do it. And the biggest source of stress right now is that... Ahava, in particular, is very unhappy with the way the outfit fits her. It's very baggy, and she likes things snug because she's an athlete, and she doesn't, you know, like the feeling of hiding. <laughs> so, um, you know, there was a lot. There were a lot of tears yesterday. Once we got back, and she put on the outfit, she was very angry and upset and crying. And so um, I just tried to stay calm and not overreact. Yeah, so, so let me finish what happened yesterday. So we, we got the uniforms, and then we headed back toward the dinghy. No, no, then we went to the grocery store, and I realized I had forgotten my wallet, but we had enough money with us that I was able to get some things. And it was good because the grocery store, it doesn't have fresh produce. most of, Well, it didn't have it when we got here, and it had just been completely picked through. So we went to see if they had any fresh produce, and they did. They had a ton, I guess, it had just come in the day before. And so we got apples and nectarines and bananas. So that was very exciting. There are places when you're cruising that I'm sure you'll find lots and lots of fresh produce, but we have not found that to be the case in the Bahamas. Sometimes it's very hard to get a lot of fresh produce. So when you can get it, you get it. So we went and got that, and then we went back to the dinghy to head back to the boat. Now, this was the day of the actual sailing races for the regatta. 
So there were a lot of boats on the water, which was good and bad. I, th- I figured there was a real emergency. Someone would help me. But so I don't know what happened to the handle of the dinghy. It was incredibly tense and really, really hard to manipulate. Really hard. And the waves were very high. And uh, it took us a while even just to get it started. And uh, it was quite an experience. But we got, you know, soaked and getting up and down the waves and trying to get across the harbor was uh, quite a challenge. But we did it. I did it little by little. Uh, got us there. Probably took us a good half hour to get from the dinghy dock to the boat. Maybe more even. I don't know. It took a while. But we got there. Yeah, I was very proud of myself for managing. I'm sore today because there's some, it's something wrong with it. It shouldn't be that tight. But anyway, I got us back to the boat and I'm going to try it all over again this morning when uh, I get them to the primary school. I'm looking at the little Georgetown primary school t-shirt and it says success conquers all. So that's kind of cool. It's got a, some sailboats on it. It's kind of a tan color with beige and brown, which, well, I don't think they like the colors of it to begin with, but also just the fit is not what she likes. Um, hopefully she'll stay calm this morning. Usually that's not the case. We have at least one meltdown, meltdown uh, day whenever we're trying to get somewhere. So that's just part of the process. The biggest thing is for me to try to stay calm while they get ready and I help them get ready. So I'm going to go do that and uh, I will record a new episode after the fact to let you know how it all went. But for now, I'm going to let you go and I appreciate you listening. Oh, and by the way, today what I'm planning on doing when I take them to school is go the laundromat and do my laundry because that's something that being here on the hook, you don't have uh, the ability to, you don't use your uh, washer dryer if you can help it because it takes power and water. And obviously those two things are scarce when you are away from shore. Uh, so that's the plan is to gather all the laundry and do that in town while my kids are in school. So wish us luck. I think it'll be interesting. <laughs> and we'll share the adventure here on New Mexico Castaways. Thanks for listening. And I'm Rosalinda Roman.